0: And so now I'd like to thank you again for joining us for a message from the pulpit of Hatchbend Apostolic Church.
1: Stepping out for God, Amen. And the ladies that step out for God, Amen. Appreciate. Oh y'all appreciate Brother Wayne inviting us to his birthday party yesterday. Amen. Was able to take honey out Brother Kenny for supper. Didn't cost me a dime. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. It all goes on the ledger, Brother Jerry. It all goes on the ledger. So thank you, Brother Wayne. Appreciate that. If you'll join me in prayer, we'll I'll have you set down. Join me in prayer this morning. Praise Jesus we say the church say amen and you can be seated amen thank you so very much for being here this morning my part of the, the lesson is blaming the enemy amen Brother Larry can I tell you it's really easy to push the blame off on somebody else amen they had in this they said the challenge is not our enemy it's our submission to God but Alan, there's a lot of truth to that amen the challenge is not our enemy. He's, he's really not our problem, as Brother Brian said, Brother Jack. It's our submission to God, that what it's all about, Sister Beth, is if we'll just get submitted. I like to tell people, Brother Mike, if you'll just fall in love with Jesus, amen. I don't know about you all, I was thinking the other day, Brother Chava, I remember um, at, uh, in our, when Dixie used to be right across from the high school and Sister Shannon, we, uh, there was a Hardee's back over there where it still is today. And uh, Lot is where the old Winn-Dixie used to be. And Brother Toby, a guy that was working with me in the produce department, his wife worked at Hardee's. And that's where my honey, Sister Kathy, worked. And and I remember back then um, I was um, trying to put my best foot forward. So uh, Brother Darrell, every time that, that uh, my buddy would go over and see his wife, I'd slip him a note. You know, to honey, and just tell her how much I thought of her and how much I cared about, her and all that stuff, Brother Junior. But I and, and, and I said all that to say this, Brother Junior. If we'll continue to stay in love and fall in love with Jesus, Amen. It really won't matter. Uh, brother jerry what the devil does to it because see he's the author and finisher of our faith amen we understand as brother brian said brother jack he can only just come so far amen aren't you thankful for that and i think i think a lot of times brother danny we spend a lot of time blaming the the devil i don't know about y'all but when i was young there was a comedian uh sister melinda he said he said the devil made me do it amen we won't call no names y'all probably don't know who i'm talking about. But Brother Chris, every time that he messed up or he done something, he just said, well, the devil made me do it. But can I tell you, that's really a weak excuse because really when we do things, Brother Jimmy, it's because that's what we wanted to do. And Sister Betty, can I tell you that this flesh is really my biggest problem. He's my biggest enemy, amen. And if I will fall in love with Jesus, I will understand if I do slip and when I do make a mistake. Um that that Sister Michelle that I'll find a place of repentance, amen, and, and get it right and get it back underneath the blood. So for just a few moments I want to talk about King Saul, but I'd like before I get to where I wanted to go, I'd like to talk tell you about his early years in 1 Samuel 9, verse 15 and 21. And the Lord's talking to the prophet Samuel and, and the children of Israel. Um, Sister Patricia has been wanting, wanting them a king. They want to be like everybody else. And so, so they've been crying out. So the Lord's telling Samuel, he said, in verse 15, it says, Now the Lord had told Samuel in his ear a day before Saul came, saying, Tomorrow about this time I will send thee a man out of the land of Benjamin, and I shall anoint him to be captain over my people Israel, that he may save my people out of the hand of the Philistines, for I have looked upon him, upon my people, because they cry, is come unto me. And when Samuel saw Saul, the Lord said unto him, Behold, the man whom I spake of thee, to thee of, this same shall they reign over my people. Then Saul drew near to Samuel in the gate and said, Tell me, I pray thee, where where is the seer's house is? And Samuel answered Saul and said, I am the seer. Go up before me unto the high place where ye shall eat with me today and tomorrow I will let thee go and I will tell thee all that is in thine heart. He said, as far as and I guess what I meant to tell you, Sister Donna, is Saul's dad had sent him out. He had lost some, some of his donkeys, some of his mules. So Saul was out hunting those mules. And so in verse 20, Samuel said, and as for the asses that were lost three days ago, set not thy mind on them for they are found. And on whom is all the desire of Israel? Is it not on thee and all thy father's house? And this is Saul's response in verse 21. As we move on, I'd like for you to remember this. And Saul answered and said, Am not I Benjamite of the smallest of the tribes of Israel? My family is the least of all the families of the tribe of Benjamin. Wherefore, then speakest thou so to me?" So, Sister Boyd, he was saying, you know, he made me think about who was the gentleman that um, had the 300 men, that border that like dog? Uh, Gideon. Y'all remember that's what Gideon, when the angel come to him and called him a mighty man and bowed "There, Sister Cricket. He said, you know, you know, angel, he, you know, I come from a poor family. And in my poor family, Brother Larry, I'm the least of those. Amen. So, it sounds like Saul's using the same kind. And have you ever felt that way? Have you ever felt that way that when God would call you to do something, Brother Wayne, you thought like I'm just not qualified. I just can't do that. But aren't you thankful, Sister Lana, for a God that'll qualify you? Amen. Aren't you thankful for a God that He won't put no more on you than you can bear? Aren't you thankful, Sister Jane, when He sends you to to a situation, He's already got that situation taken care of? So, so Saul said, "You know what? I come from the small tribe, Sister Townsend of the Benjamins." He said, "My family's the least of all those families in the tribe," and he. It says wherefore then speakest thou so to me so so in and then is in uh, first samuel chapter 10 verse 20 through 22 the uh, Saul, I mean, Samuel had called them all together, Brother Jack, and was going to point out who the new king was going to be for the children of Israel. So when he got there, in verse 20, it says, When Samuel had caused all the tribes of Israel to come near, the tribe of Benjamin was taken. When he had caused the tribe of Benjamin to come near by their families, the family of Mator was taken, and Saul, the son of Kish, was taken. And when they sought him, he could not be found. Verse 22 says, Therefore they inquired of the Lord further, if the man should yet come thither. And the Lord answered, Behold, he hath hid himself amongst the stuff. Brother Donnie, I said all that to say this, that we're going to get into where Saul took it upon himself to do a priestly deed. But when he come to God at the beginning, Brother Everett, he was very humble, and he was very shy, and he was very reserved, Sister Cricket. He, he, he didn't know that he was even qualified to take this responsibility on. Can I tell you that sometimes the Bible said in 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 6, he said, If we will humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due times. Can I tell you, Brother Wayne, if we uplift the bloodstained banner of Christ, amen, and Saul done this at the beginning. Brother Darrell, when they was looking for him to appoint him to be in the next king, he said they couldn't even find him to do that. He was so shy that he went and hid himself. And, he, and the Lord said, Behold, he hath hid himself among the stuff. At that time, he was very humble, Brother Larry, and he was very easy to be dealt with. He was very soft, if I can say it that way, Brother Mike. But we're going to read here in just a few moments that, that when Samuel told him, when he anointed him, if you read in chapter 10, he said that he anointed him to be king, and he anointed him with the oil and kissed him and told him he was going to be king. But this is what he told him in uh, verse Samuel 10, verse 8. And he gave, Sam, uh, he gave Saul specific instruction. Sister Shanna, he said, And thou shalt go down before me to Gilgal. And behold, I will come down unto thee to offer burnt offerings and to sacrifice sacrifices of peace offerings. Seven days shall thou tarry till I come to thee and show thee what thou shalt do. Have you ever had the Lord to tell you to do something? And you kind of got ahead of the Lord, Sister Donna. Amen. Have you ever just got there, Brother Chris? And once you got through that situation, you just knew you was ahead of God. That's a horrible, horrible feeling to be in. And, and, and Saul, Saul, got to the place. He said, He said, Now look here. He said, Now the Philistines has come up against me, and the Bible said that there was thirty thousand chariots, six thousand horsemen, and people as the sand which is on the seashore in multitude. Can I tell you, that Sister Michelle, there was Philistines everywhere. And they had rose up. They was fixing to attack the children of Israel. And King Saul said, man, what am I going to do? Have you ever been in a place, Sister Jen, that you just thought the devil whispering, as Brother Brian was saying, whispering in one side of your head? He's got your mind to thinking. Can I tell you, Brother, Brother Orlando, can I tell you, sometimes it's easier to say you have faith than to use your faith. That's why the Bible said, Brother Richard, faith without works is, amen, because Sister Betty, sometimes the lady said, sometimes you got to put shoes on your faith, Brother Jack. You got to let that faith get away from you and get out there and do a little bit of walking, amen. I remember one time I was a lady that worked with a Sister Melinda at the office, and she was, her husband played the stock market, some kind of. Part of the stock market, of course, I don't know much about that kind of stuff, but she would always come to work and she'd always brag about how much money Sister Kathy that her husband made in the stock market. But but at the end of the thing, she'd always tell you, she said, Now, he don't really play with money, he just plays on paper. Now, Sister Townsend, I ain't very smart, but even I could play that game, amen. Because here's the thing, Brother Kenny, if you just had a bad day, you just lose that piece of paper. Amen, you just wouldn't count that thing. But see, Sister Sherry, life ain't that way. Can I tell you, when you look around, and he said, man, there's 30,000 chariots. He said, there's 6,000 horsemen. And he said, Brother Alton, I can't even count the people there, like the sand of the sea. I'll look around at my other week fix and tell you what Samuel's, I mean, what Saul's army was all about. Um, he, let me just go over in First Samuel 13 and 6 through 4, and, and this will tell you what Saul's, army was all about. It said, when the men of Israel saw that they were in the strait, for the people was distressed. Have you ever been distressed, Brother Larry? Yeah. Amen. Have you ever got some bad news, whether it was through the mail or through somebody wearing a white jacket or somebody wearing a jacket and a tie? Amen. Have you ever just went through the post office box, Brother Jack, having a good day, and you picked up a notice, and it said IRS? Amen, brother Kenny. That'll wake you up. Amen. I guarantee. Even if they send it to the wrong address, it'll still make you nervous. Amen. Because Sister boy. Them folks. Well, them, I'm gonna talk. Cause I think brother Chris is one of those auditors. I think. But when you get a notices from those auditors, amen. I remember when I worked at the store, brother Mike, and they told you inventory was coming. We spent all night in the store making it all pretty and nice, turning all the boxes out so they can count every item. Amen. Because Brother Jerry, if you get a bad report from the auditor, is this a bad day. A day. So it's one thing to say you have faith, but can I tell you, it's another thing to put your faith to work, Sister Tonya. And it said in verse 6, it says, When the men of Israel saw that there were in a strait, for the people was in distress, then the people did hide themselves in caves and thickets and rocks and high places and pits. Can I just stop here for just a minute, Brother Donnie? If, if I'm not mistaken, I think when Goliath come out and he hollered at the children of Israel, Brother Everett, didn't they go hide in the rocks? These folks had a hiding problem. Amen. They served the king of the king and the Lord of the Lord, Sister Melinda. Amen. But their faith and trust wasn't in God, Sister Mary. Amen. When the enemy rises up, if your faith is in flesh, Sister Sherry, flesh will let you down. Amen. But if you'll put your faith and trust in God, Sister Kathy, he said he'll never leave you nor forsake you. Amen. I don't understand how a people that was called by his name Called by his name, Sister Jennifer, every time trouble arose, they wouldn't hit in the rocks. That just don't make, Sister Jerry, just don't make much sense to me. Because here's what I'm trying to drive at this morning. When somebody gives you a bad report, I'm convinced, Brother Toby, we just need to say thank you in Jesus' name. Amen, because he holds higher tomorrow. He's done took care of yesterday, Brother Junior. He's taken care of today and he's going to take care of the future. Amen, I it don't matter. He, Brother Brian just preached about an old man that just said, hey, I've lost everything, but I'm going to stand still and see the salvation of God. I got bad news hitting me from every side of the corner. Brother Mike, when he said, I'm just going to stand and wait for a word from God. He didn't say, I'm going to go call my prayer partners, Brother Orlando. He said he he didn't say he was going to go get on the Internet and surf and ask Miss Google what she might think. Amen. Somebody called Honey the other day and said, I'm having a heart attack. (laughs) True story. I know y'all think I make a lot of stuff up, but I really try to tell y'all the whole truth, Sister Brittany. but, But she said, and Honey, being a medical person that she is, this is what she said, Sister Beth. She said, who told you that? She said Google. Good God for Google. I thought you should have stayed with that, started with the other G, God. Now, if God tells you something, Brother Kenny, you just mark it down. Amen. You can stand on it. Why would you ask, I know I'm just drifting, Brother Toby, but why would you ask Google if you're having a heart attack? Why didn't you just fall on your knees and start praying? Amen. When trouble comes to the door, don't go ask Google. Go talk to Jesus. Amen. Don't be like the children of Israel. Don't go hide in the rocks. Don't go get in the corner, Sister Tanya, and suck your thumb. Amen. Talk to Jesus. Cause I'm telling you, Brother Brian, nobody can do you like Jesus. But see, when we like Saul, if Saul would have stayed like Saul started, if he would have just said, you know, God, I can't do any of this on my own, Sister Kimberly. If I would have just, if Saul would have just said, God, whatever you direct me, because you know the guy that followed Saul really wasn't a high-character guy, but one thing about that guy called David, Sister Lana, he knew a way to repent. When he got himself in a jack, he found a place, Brother Brian, to repent. And he, and, 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 and he had a, a, a heart of repentance. See, brother, but old King Saul just said, I'm going to do it my way. See, he was part of the Burger King Foundation. He said, I want it my way. Can I tell you, church, our way is the wrong way. Can I tell you this flesh that we walk around every day, that's our enemy, brother Richard. Can I tell you, Sister Jessica, if you fight anything in this life, it's your flesh. Now, we can be like Flip Wilson, Sister challenge and we can blame it on the devil. And he probably appreciates you giving him credit, Sister Beth. But the reality is, it's the man or the woman that you look at in the mirror. That was a good place to say amen, church, but I'll move on. Because I'm telling you, that's who messes with you the most of the time. You ever been riding down the road, nobody bothering you, and a, a thought pop into your mind? Amen. And if you'll feed that dog, Brother Jerry, just a little while. Have you ever had a pain somewhere in your body, and you just start poking on Sister Mary in just a little while, you'll convince yourself you got a problem. Amen, church, because that's just the way the enemy operates. We shouldn't be like the children of Israel. We shouldn't go be running and hiding behind the rocks, Brother Scott. We ought to be calling on the name of Jesus because we really are the sheep of his pasture. Um, I think Brother Jerry quoted this one time, and, and I went and marked it down in my Bible. He's, he said, and I think I'm going to get this right, Brother Toby. He said, it's the Father's good pleasure to give us the kingdom. Is that right? That's another good place to say amen, Sister Amy. Do you understand it says it's the Father's good f- pleasure to give you the kingdom? Now, my natural, my natural daddy never gave me anything. But God, Brother Kevin, said he had, it's his good pleasure to give me the kingdom. Brother Farrell, I'm thankful to serve a God that's given me stuff now, has gave me stuff in the past, but the best part is yet to come. Amen, Brother Scott? Can I tell you, it's coming. The best part is yet to come. I heard a preacher say one time, said, if your congregation is not excited, he said, you need to preach more about heaven. Brother Jimmy, we ought to get excited when we think about heaven. Amen, because we're getting to spend an eternity with Jesus singing and worshiping, praising that wonderful name. Because I don't know about y'all, church, but nobody's ever done me what Jesus has done for me. That's why I'm convinced, Brother Wayne, if people to fall in love with Jesus, the preacher can't preach it too hard, the singers can't sing it too hard, your brothers and sisters can't make you feel too hard, they just can't, Brother Junior. Because when you love, see, I didn't care how much fun, the old guy made fun of me sending notes over there to Honey, because that was my girl. Amen. Amen! I'm so thankful. She's still my girl. Amen, amen! I know the preacher said one time. Said she got the. Uh, he said I got the better, and she got the worse. Well, that's the way I feel about honey. I definitely got the better of our deal, brother. How? And and she got the worst in, but I'm so thankful she stayed in there and prayed for us and encouraged us. But let me go and tell you about this guy named Saul. He said, in verse 7, said, And some of the Hebrews went over Jordan to the land of Gad and Gilad, and as for Saul, he went to Gilgal, and all the people fathered him. Church, say "Trembling." trembling. Trembling. These was God's chosen people. And he tarried seven days according to the set time that I just wrote you about that Samuel had appointed, but Samuel came not to Gilgal. Sister Edith, have you ever had a time when you didn't feel like God was on time? But can I tell you, God's always on time, Sister Edith. Sister Joyce, even when I'm late, God is still on time. Aren't you thankful, Brother Danny, for a God that's always on time? Amen. And it said, and so he said, bring hither a burnt offering to me and peace offering, and he offered the burnt offering. And verse 10 said, it came to pass that as soon, church say as soon, as he had made an end of an offering, the burnt offering. Behold, who came? Samuel came. Brother Larry, he's just got himself in a mess because Brother Jerry didn't wait on God. Sister Cricket, it pays. The Bible said when you've done all you can do, just stand. Good God Almighty, church. Just stand, Brother Larry. See, when the devil's telling you to run, when the devil's telling you to go hide in the rocks, Sister Man of God just said, just stand. Don't get happy feet. Amen? Amen? Brother Junior, just stand. Because, see, here's the thing. If old King saw Brother Brown, would have just stood? Let me ask y'all this, and, and, and I know this is probably silly, but I need y'all to play along if you don't mind, Sister Betty. When you call somebody and it rings five times, does your mind say, let it ring one more time, I know they're going to pick up? Yeah. Or is that just Wayne Williams that does that? All right. All right. The devil say, just let it ring another time, Brother Kenny, I know they're going to pick up. It'll ring three more times, they still don't pick up. But that's just the way it works. Sometimes, see, sometimes we just, sister Chandler, we just don't want to wait on God. Yeah. Amen. Can I tell you some of the the the, uh, the most problems I ever got myself in is because I got too much Wayne in the way and, and not enough God, sister Melinda. Yeah. Amen. Can I tell you sometimes there's times that you don't have time, brother Mike, to call your prayer partners. But even at that, we need to just stand and wait on God. Brother Chris, that's easier said than done. Amen? Because them outside voices are talking to you. Brother Leonard, it's easy to to pay attention, but once again, the dog that you feed, that's the biggest dog to be in the pack. If you feed that dog called Faith, he'll be the biggest dog. But if you feed that dog called Fear, Brother Kenny, he'll be the biggest dog. Amen? Amen? If old Saul would have just hung tight, Brother Gerald, if he'd have just waited for just one more ring on the telephone, if he'll just say, you know, the man of God told me I was going to be king and he told me not to get ahead of myself when I got to Gilgal, just to wait. I look around and I see there's people everywhere and I understand in my own eyes we are just like grasshoppers. Brother Jack, he should have just stood still because we're going to get to verse 11. It said, and Samuel said, what hast thou done? And Saul said, now here's where he goes, taking the finger out. And he's like, He's kind of like Adam here, really. Because I saw that the, pe- the people were scattered from me, and that thou, what did you say? And that thou camest not within the days appointed. Brother Kevin, he did the same thing that Adam done in the garden when he blamed God for the woman. Amen. Can I tell you there's a time, Brother Larry, that we just got to take a whooping. Amen. I don't know about y'all one time my dad ever promised you a whooping. He, he was as good as his word, Sister Mary. Amen. Can I tell you, Brother Allen, I never was that way. When me and Honey be laying in the bed talking about the girls, I say, Now, you know if them girls do one more thing, I'm just... And she finally just told me, said, Wayne, you just need to quit saying that because you ain't going to whip them girls. <laughs> True story. Now, here's the thing about Honey. Honey don't mind dropping the hammer, Sister Townsend. She don't mind it a bit. I'm the softy of the family. Honey I dropped the hammer. I'm just telling y'all, she is a mean little girl. She looks real kind and real, I know everybody looks at me and says, you just make that, st-. I'm telling you. Brother, I'm just telling you, she, school didn't mean a whole big deal to me, Brother Junior, I was just glad to get out of there, amen. No disrespect to Sister Amy, but, but I was just glad to get out of there. But now, honey, it meant A's and B's to her. She was a top 10 in her class, and, and I'm serious, that's a true story. Brother Kenny, I was the bottom three, Amen. Amen. I don't know if I was one, two, or three, but I was, I'm just going to move on, Brother Wayne. But what I'm trying to tell you is, but to honey, it was important. Amen. Brother How if something's important to you, it means something to you. And here's what he said in Samuel, said, what hast thou done? And Saul said, because I saw that the people were scattered from me, and that thou camest not within the days appointed, that the Philistines gathered themselves together in Michmash." And verse 12 says, Therefore said I, the Philistines will come down upon me to Gilgal, and I have not made supplication unto the Lord. I forced. I just made myself, Sister Cricket. I didn't want to do it. I just I I wanted to wait on you, Sister Beth, but I just couldn't. Have you ever just felt that way when you got your hand caught in a cookie jar? Amen. And God's just saying, Brother Everett, why'd you do that? but you, you know, I, 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 just, I just forced myself and offered a burnt offering. In verse 13, it says, Samuel said to Saul, Thou hast done foolishly. Thou hast not kept the commandment of the Lord thy God which he commanded thee. For now would the Lord have think about this now, for now would the Lord have established thy kingdom upon Israel forever. But verse 14 says, But now thy kingdom shall not continue The Lord hath sought him a man after his own heart and the Lord hath commanded him to be captain over his people because thou hast not kept that which the Lord commanded thee. Oh, Brother Allen, that's scary. That's scary when you think, and I'm just going to drift here for just a few more moments, but can I tell you, Brother Kenny, it's scary to me when you think you can serve God for many, many years and somewhere, Sister Beth, grow cold in God let, that, let the light of your soul go out, Sister Landon, wind up in a place that was never prepared for me and you, but was prepared for the devil and his angels, Sister Jane. Just, just a little slumber and a little sleep, Brother Daryl. There's some weeds that will grow up in your, in your garden called your soul. Pastor said, Winston's eye, for what is a man profit if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Brother Kevin, here's the question. What shall the man give in exchange for his soul? Oh, Sister Donna, my soul ain't for sale. What horring words when he said, he said, But now thy kingdom shall not continue. The Lord hath sought him a man after his own heart, and the Lord hath commanded him to be captain over his people, because thou, because you saw, you just couldn't wait. You let fear enter into your heart, Brother Kenny. You just couldn't wait on the man of God. He told you to wait. The Lord hath commanded him to be captain over his people because thou hast not kept that which the Lord commanded thee. God desires our obedience. Patience is often needed to fully follow God's word. There are consequences when we choose our own way instead of God's way. It may not be easy or convenient, but obeying God's word is the best choice for all our lives. And the church would say, Amen. amen. Tell you a quick little story as I'm moving on. In March of two of two thousand and nine, there was four football players, or two NFL football players and two college football players, um, that had left Um, Let me just read you the story real quickly. An agency investigating a deadly boating accident involving two NFL players and their friends in the Gulf of Mexico has concluded it was caused when the vessel was improperly anchored and the boat capsized after one of them tried to throttle forward to pry loose the anchor. The Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission investigated also cited carelessness and operator inexperience as contributing factors. The combination of airs came at the time a storm front was moving in, making conditions on the, the water very rough. Said that on February the eighth, they departed from Clearwater Pass, Florida early to go offshore fishing for amberjack. Early that morning the men went more than fifty miles offshore in a twenty foot foot vessel. It was located with two large coolers filled with ice drinks, food, and all the friends were dressed in warm clothes, sweatsuits and jackets. Around five thirty. That afternoon, they went to pull up the anchor and head back to the port, but the anchor was stuck. I said, they suggested they tie it to the trans- transom and use the boat motor to pull it loose. But Brother Everett said, when when um, Cooper tried to thrust the boat forward, the vessel came became submerged and capsized, tossing the men overboard, and all four tried Upright in the boat, by standing on one side of the overturned vessel when they did when that didn't work, Blakely swam underneath and was able to retrieve three life vests, a large cooler, and a portable cush type flotation device. So long story short, sister Beth, is only one of those three people survived that boating accident. Manson of FWC said moving the anchor line to the stern or back to the boat contributed to the vessel's instability and flooding when they tried to free it. He described it as a mistake that probably happens every day, but one that a more experienced boater would be aware of and could handle, Brother Jerry. But here's the question, Brother Chris. Had they, out of four folks that had planned to go fishing it for Amberjack, 50 miles out in the Gulf, you would have thought one of those four men would have had a pocket knife. A pocket knife. Sister Jennifer, just a pocket knife. Of course, Brother Jerry, if they'd have just had a pocket knife, Brother Kenny, now help me out here because I'm not a boater, obviously, but I think they could have cut that cord loose that was hung up in the rock, that anchor, and they'd probably be here today. Church, say amen. Sister Jamie, just think about it. Just a pocket knife. But Brother Darrell, they didn't think about a pocket knife because that wasn't important because they was going to go have a fun day out catching amberjack, Sister Sherry. So here's what I'm telling you. It really is the small foxes that spoil the vine. Yeah. Sister Kim, see, it's just a small matter. It was just a pocket knife. they had, they could reach overboard, Sister Beth, and cut the cord loose. Yeah. That's why it's so very important, Sister Donna, that we ever keep an eye on those weeds that grow up in our garden. Right. Amen? Because the preacher said, Sister Joyce, a little slumber, a little sleep, a little folding of the hands, Sister Townsend. You got problems. Cause, cause, because, see, heaven's going to be worth it, Brother Darrell. It don't matter what we have to go through. It don't matter what we got to give up, Brother Allen. Heaven's going to be worth it. We, if ever there was a time that we need to have a mindset, Brother Toby, like, Like Job had, naked I came in, and naked I go. Because ain't nothing such as Sherry staying here with us. Amen. And all that's going to matter when it's all said and done, Brother Jerry, is what me and you've done for Jesus. We can be like old King Saul and get ahead of God and, and, and just grow discouraged. Or we can be excited about doing things and forget about doing the small things that, Brother Chris, that God's called us to do. In closing, I want to talk to you very quickly about the children of Israel. We all know the story about how that God delivered them, Brother Jack, out of the hand of Pharaoh. And we all know the story, Sister Melinda, about how when they got to the Red Sea, they started complaining. Brother Jerry, they're just complaining folks. Have you ever just been around complaining folks? Amen. I love what Brother Rayleigh said. He was a people person until he met people. Amen. That's a good saying. Brother Danny, I need that on a shirt. I like that. Amen. Because I'm telling you now, Sister Terry, sometimes people can just push you. Right. Amen. You haven't? No, I'm not even going to say that. I'm just going to keep moving on. Over in Numbers 11, verse 18 to 20, let me read this. And it said thou unto the people, uh, Moses talking, he said, Sanctify yourself against the morrow, and ye shall eat flesh. For ye have wept in the ears of the Lord, saying, Who shall give us flesh to eat? For it was well with us in Egypt. Are you really kidding me? It was well for us in Egypt, Brother Kevin. They was beating our kids' head up against the rocks. They was throwing our kids in the Nile. They was whipping us and beating us, making us make brick out of straw, and then they took our straw away from us, and we just had to figure it out, Brother Larry. It was better in Egypt. Sister Jenna, don't believe the lie from the devil. It wasn't better in the world. It ain't better in the world now, Brother Wayne. Hey, Amen. <laughs> It don't matter how much hell you got at home, Brother Jack, it ain't better in the world. Nobody can do you like Jesus, Brother Toby. Sister Johnny, if he can, you know Brother Ray, he said, he was talking about the rearview mirror and the windshield. If the old devil can make you look in the rearview mirror, he'll make you wreck every time. You can't drive down the road looking in the rearview mirror. Have y'all ever passed? I know I'm going to get in trouble here, but I'm going to go on anyway. Have you ever passed somebody or somebody passed you and they putting on makeup or something, fixing their hair, checking their eyebrows or something, and driving? I'm just moving on, brother. I'm just moving on. <laughs> but anyway, say says, Tomorrow you shall eat flesh, for ye have wept in the ears of the Lord, saying, Who shall give us flesh to eat? For it was well with us in Egypt, therefore the Lord will give you flesh and ye shall eat. You want it? Here it comes. But there's a little tidbit about that thing there, Brother Jerry. Let's read on the next one. He said, but even the whole month until it come out your nostrils and it be loathsome unto you, because that ye have despised the Lord which is among you and have wept before him, saying, Why came we forth out? says, boy, can I tell you, when it was dark in Egypt, The Bible said there was light in the land of Goshen When all those plagues, Brother Mike, was happening in Egypt, the children of Israel was having a good time. When the man of God said the death angel was coming, Sister Kimberly, can I tell you not one of them perished in the land of Goshen, Brother Kenny? When they got ready to leave, Brother Larry, can I tell you the Bible said there wasn't a feeble one among them. And God said, oh, by the way, children, since they mistreated you over in the land of Egypt, when you leave, take some of their gold. They're going to give you some gold to carry out in the wilderness. That's the kind of God we serve, Brother Kenny. He said, why came he for, why? I'm going to move over here to Psalms 106 in closing, 9 through 15. Be careful what you want. Be careful, Brother Orlando, what you pray for. Be careful what you desire that's outside the plan of God. Because we fix and get to a scripture, to me, Brother Allen, it's mighty scary to me. It says, He rebuked the Red Sea also, and it was dried up. So He led them through the depths, through the wilderness. And verse 10 said, And He saved them from the hand of him that hated them and redeemed them from the hand of the enemy. Verse 11 said, And the waters covered their enemies. There was not one of them left. Verse 12 said, then, then believed they his words, and they sang his praise. The Bible said, And they sang his praise. They was happy. Brother Junior, they was delivered. They had a good church service. Everything was flowing just right. But Sister Melinda, about the time the water started backing up, when the water started backing up. Sister Betty, there was problems. There was problems. Verse 13 said, They soon forgot His works, they waited not for his counsel. Come on, church. 14 said, but lusted exceedingly in their wilderness and tempted God in the desert. Verse 15 is what scares the fire out of Brother Wayne. And he gave them their request, but sent leanness into their soul. Brother Donnie, can I tell you, the Bible said that the body's going back to the earth The Spirit's going back to God who gave it. church said, but the soul. church say, soul. Soul. Sister Beth's going to live on forever. So I'm going to repeat one more time, and I'm hurrying up. For what is a man profit if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Come on, church. The world would tell you, Brother Kenny, we just need more stuff. Verse 15, Brother Jack said, and he gave them their request. But he sent leanness into their soul. Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? I'll read this and I'm through. How many of you wonderful folks have Apple products? Would you raise your hand? Any kind of Apple products? Amen, Brother Scott. Here we go. Do you all know who Ronald Wayne is? No, nobody knows who Ronald Wayne is. Ronald Wayne is an American investor and technologist most famous for being one of the co-founders of Apple Incorporated. Ronald Wayne, Wayne has a net worth of $400,000. Ronald Wayne was born on May 17, 1934 in Cleveland, Ohio. He was one of the original founders of Apple Incorporated in the late 1970s. Ronald worked as an engineer at a video game maker called Atari. Y'all remember Atari. One of his co-workers was Steve Jobs, and his friend named Steve Wozniak were building homemade computers in 1976. Jobs and Wozniak decided they wanted to launch their own company. Jobs reached out to to Wayne, who had experience setting up corporations, to be co- a co-founder. Church, say co-founders. The oldest member of the three-man team, Mr. Wayne, sank personal assets, Brother Leonard, into the business, and soon became worried that the project was going to run. Run his finances into the ground. He drew the first logo from Apple, drafted the original agreement between the Apple founders, and wrote the manual for the first Apple computer. Unfortunately, church, say unfortunately. Just two weeks, Brother Wayne, just two weeks after forming the company, Ronald sold his 10% stake for a payout, Brother Kenny, of $800. Now, you don't have to graduate from Chiefland, Sister Cricket, to grab a hold of what I'm about to tell you right here. If there was a, never mind. When the company became an official corporation, he was paid an additional $1,500 to give up all rights to ownership. Ronald went back to working at Atari, later owned a stamp shop. Had Ronald held on to his 10% apple stake, Brother Jack, today, church, say today, today, would be worth more than $100 billion today. Brother Hal, church, say Amen. Now, I've made some bad mistakes, brother Jimmy, but they can't hang that one on brother Wayne. Amen. <laughs> they not this one. Can you? I mean, I'm gonna stop here. I'm about to close. You can stand. I'm through. Brother Toby, can you imagine waking up as Ronald Wayne? Now I can't even count to a billion, but they say this man's stock would be worth a hundred billion dollars today. But I close with what he says, and he said. That he made the best decision with the information available to me at the time. Made the best decision for me at that time. Church, it don't matter how much it rocks and rolls on each side of the front and the back. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Join me in